What's up? Good morning, good evening, good night, good afternoon. Whatever time you're listening in, wherever you're listening from, shout out to my Spotify listenership, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and YouTube if you're watching in. Big shout out to Empower 610 Day. Coming live from my voice to your phone, headphones, TV, or car stereo, your attention could have been anywhere in the world, but it's here right now. Take a moment to be present and recognize that it is now, right now. Whether your right now is running, working, exercising, cleaning, laying down, flying, driving, be grateful we're alive, baby. Failure can be frightening. However, as Winston Churchill reminds us, success is all about going from failure to failure without losing enthusiasm. It says, I will not lose podcasts, where we set out to prove that everything is learned from failure and we must persevere and recognize it as one step closer to success. I'm here to help you navigate the rocky path to success one episode at a time. Today, we're diving into a topic that touches us all, whether your pursuit is personal or career leveling up. We're going to talk about the power of networking, building relationships that last. Um, And in the spirit of failure, in the spirit of the theme of the podcast, I'll talk about how bad I was at networking when I first got started, uh, some mistakes and pitfalls, and I'll share my, I'll put my head out on the stake so that you guys don't have to make the mistakes I made. You can be powerful networkers right from the great. So uh, the pitfalls, the stumbles, the blunders along the way, as we explore these topics, I'll dive into some of my own personal anecdotes and hopefully on the end, we can come out stronger, more resilient and more connected to the other side. You ready? All right. Well, you see the shirt I'm wearing. Big shout out to empower 610 day. Uh, for the listeners that don't know, that was a hip-hop showcase for the Allentown Summer Concert Series. It's a historic event because it was the first hip-hop event that the Summer Concert Series had. So big event, tons of great turnout. Uh, the mayor came out and had an opening statement. Uh, so it was a really great day. Tons of vendors and live performances from local artists. So I had a great time. Uh, It was great for networking as well. I met a ton of great contacts that I'm excited to build relationships with. And so it got me thinking about this episode. I thought, you know, I could talk a little bit and recap some of the events and just talk about how if I was there five, 10 years ago, trying to network at that event, how completely terrible I would have done, man. I would have turned people off. So these are the big things that uh, people make as mistakes. I'll kind of try to run through them. But overzealous selling, Uh, you try to push your services or products too hard, you're just going to turn people off. Everybody knows that person that comes in and, you know, it's it reminds me of uh, was it coming to America where the guy had the jacket full of things and he opens it up. and He's like, I got toothbrushes. I got mirrors. It's like you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. So when I first got into networking, I tried to sell not only things that I sold, but stuff that other people sold. I figured, well, if I can get somebody interested in it, I know where to source it. And I can go from there. So then you look like the jack of all trades, master of none, but it was bad. Um, don't try to sell yourself. Be an active listener. So a lack of active listening is one way that people find themselves dropping to the barrel of networking super quick. So show a genuine interest, make other people feel valued. Uh, One thing that I try to do is I repeat back what the person is saying in real time in my head. This keeps me active listening. 
you know, uh, things pop into your head. You want to interject with how you can solve their problem, but they're not even done telling you what their problem is. So repeat back what they're saying in real time and you'll be actively listening. Um, networking should be a two-way street. If you don't reciprocate, just leads to unbalanced relationships. So it's not just a matter of what can I sell to this person? Who can buy what I do? It's how can I bring benefit to these people in the room or at the park or at the event? You know, what can I do to bring value to them? So I always ask, who would you like to meet? You know, uh, you do videography, you know, what's a good client for you? Do you like to shoot weddings? You know, what, who can I connect you with? So by building value, you definitely create a relationship and it's not just a, like a parasite. You're not just leeching off of people, you know, uh, you don't want to take relationships for granted. It just weakens connections. So a lot of things I'll do, a couple of things I'll do is I'll go through my messenger and I'll look at who was the last person that I messaged, who haven't I messaged in a while that we had a conversation going and I'll just try to bring the mess, the, bring the conversation back. You know, messenger keeps your messages there for years. So if you don't get in touch with somebody in a few months, you can always see right where the conversation left off and go from there. Uh, other things I'll do is I'll hang out in Discord channels just to stay connected with friends. Even if I'm not playing the games that they're playing, you know, I'll stick around in the chat and just hang out, pop in every now and then, make an appearance, and uh, just try to keep connections fresh because I value them, you know. Uh, sticking around after a networking event, that's where the networking happens. You know, after everybody's left and everybody's rushed to get where they're doing, stick around. Talk to some people that are sticking around as well uh, or before the event. They call it the meeting before the meeting or the meeting after the meeting, but super, super, super uh, important. Other things that can kill relationships, inconsistency. So like they say, uh, infrequent or erratic communication, don't get left on red. You know, I purposely, I won't open my messages. If I get a message from somebody, I'll read the, like the excerpt, the first couple of words, but I won't actually open the message because then it'll show them that I read it and they might think that I'm actually sitting there. I could be driving and it pops up real quick. I won't go to read it. Or if I'm in the middle of a phone call or something and I can't respond back and actually give it the attention that it deserves, I won't even open it. And that's a great way to not leave people thinking that you're not getting back to them or you're not avid with your follow-up, you know, um, it just sends a bad message. So that leaves you into like one-sided communication where, you know, messenger is a great way to see it. You know, I'll keep coming back to that, but even text messages, you see, wow, this person has reached out to me on three different days and I haven't responded to any of them. It's right there. It's timestamps. You know, you can see what the person is doing. So that's not a great message that you want to send, whether that be relationships in business or relationships personally, you know, we want to level up on all ends. So um, this day and age of digital social media and um, or if you want to just call it media now is not so much social anymore, but paints a great landscape for meeting new people and painting a digital picture of yourself. But some of the ways to be ineffective in online networking is to always have like an impersonal approach, like know 
take some of the same principles of networking and doing things in real life and apply them to the digital world. So like, don't send me a copy and paste that I can tell you copy and pasted to everybody on your messenger. It's like, I got a 13 year old and you don't know I have kids, but you're asking me to click on your music video or something. It just shows that you only see one way out of this relationship. And you probably didn't even realize you sent me the message. You probably copy and paste it and send it to a whole bunch of people. So um, one of the reasons I stopped using LinkedIn a while ago was because it felt like all the activity was suggested. It felt like somebody had written me a recommendation because LinkedIn asked them to, and they kind of gamified it. And this person was trying to get a whole bunch of recommendations out so they could get recommendations back. And uh, it just felt super impersonal. So um, whether you're on digital or whether you're in person, you got to have professional etiquette, man. Um, it can damage your reputation. So if you're online and you're constantly posting with emojis and stuff, sure, dude, there's an audience for that. But like, I don't know, you there's other people that are reading it that might think based on the way that you communicate online, that that affects your intelligence in real life. Like people really do subconsciously judge. I remember one time I showed up um, to meet with somebody and I was in a suit and they said, I knew you were going to show up in a suit. So what are you talking about? He said, I could just tell by the way you write online that you dress well. It's like, wow. So you have no idea how much people are subliminally painting a picture of you when you comment, when you do things on the internet. So uh, people can read through it. They know whether or not you're authentic. You know, they know whether or not you're putting on a show, whether or not this is really the real you or whatnot. You know, um, it's interesting without a co-host to find myself talking here every week for 15, 20 minutes. And this is a very real and authentic outlet for myself. You know, this is just me talking and sharing personal failures that I've come across with. And it matches my persona online. It matches my brand, it matches when I go out professionally. You know, this is the Tony Ortiz that you get. So it's pretty interesting how people paint a picture of you online. So always be professional and that professional etiquette doesn't always mean like suit and tie corporate professional etiquette. Like there's an etiquette for hip hop. There's a way of being tacky and a way of presenting yourself and being put together and looking like, you know what you're talking about, you know? So you're out, you're networking, you're meeting a ton of people, you're getting uh, some great contacts. What do you got to do next? You got to follow up, man. When I first started getting into networking, I was collecting business cards like Pokemon, man. I just, oh, you do this, you do this. Oh, that's great. I have three carpenters. And out of like hundreds of business cards that I got, I only sat down with 40 or 50 of those people. And it's like, what was I doing? So I changed my methods to find three, maybe two or three, I'd say, good connections that I want to make out of a room. So I go into a room with clear intentions of who I want to meet and who I want to network with. And I'll talk with a couple of people. And if I leave with three business cards, but I had 10 minutes to talk to that person and get an idea of whether or not we could do business together or whether or not I could refer them business, I'll go ahead and I'll shoot them an email 
uh, within 24 hours, just asking when I can get on their calendar for like a Zoom meeting or buy them coffee or something if they're going to be downtown. Um, but it's amazing how many people have poor follow-up tactics and just collect the cards, never reach out to the person, never ask whether or not they can get into anything. And just imagine all the lost opportunities that you have. So by the time this episode drops, everyone that I chatted with at Empower 610 Day is going to have a message or an email from me. Um, going back to the idea of painting a picture of you online, I know there was a gentleman that I met, uh, shout out to Quesa the Artist. I see him at Americus. He's shooting a wedding and I see his, uh, his setup. He's got the Black Magic, which is a great camera. And so we get to talking a little bit, we connect on Instagram or something. And I reached out, I checked out some of his stuff, but I didn't actually say, Hey, let's get together for coffee or anything like that. He saw an interview that I did with phase one and said, wow, I didn't know you knew phase. And when he saw me at empower 610 day, that's the first thing he said is I didn't know you knew my man phase. And now the ice is broken. We get to talking. He starts talking to some other people that I know. I'm thinking, man, this is like the, when you see 11 mutual friends or 100 mutual friends or 400 mutual friends on Facebook, it you accept those requests a lot quicker than if somebody's just randomly cold calling you and trying to add you as a friend. So, I'm going to shoot out uh I'm going to shoot out a couple times to him, reach out a time to sit down. I ran into Meet Beats and Be Pro. I keep going back to this uh, phase one interview, but we were talking about Meat Beats Robbins uh, starting MB Pro Studios. And I said, yeah, you came up. This was a segue to, hey, I started a podcast and eventually I may have him on as a guest, but we're going to keep the conversation going. Um, I was actually in the middle of talking with him when my pod brothers, Nice Jones and Bardalis called me onto the stage to uh, give me flowers and and recognizes recognize me and a bunch of other members in the community. So that was awesome to share the stage there. But because the conversation got cut off with Meat Beats, I got to reach out to him and uh, make sure we can build that relationship, keep it going. So uh, let's see, what do I got here? Your persona should match your online presentations. People can read through if you're authentic. Uh, poor follow-up tactics, timing. Let's talk about timing. Um, I say within 24 hours, two days is acceptable, but if it takes you a week, two weeks to follow up, somebody's going to think, wow, that's not, they don't really take it as serious. I don't know why, but life happens. Like it's not that you don't take it serious. It's just that life happens and people have short attention spans. So if they met you one day and they get an email the next day, there's a much higher percentage chance that you guys are going to connect and not just be someone that goes from there. So stay professional. When you're at networking events, try to meet new people. Don't stay sticking to your friends and only go places where your friends go. Look approachable, be friendly, and whether or not you know people, kind of uh, listen to their conversations, laugh at their jokes. And it's a opening to be able to kind of shoot an icebreaker in there, you know, but I know I spent months going to networking events and only talking to my friends. And it's like, they already know what I do. And all those missed opportunities of people that I could have been speaking with. So, you know, it's, uh, 
It's interesting stuff. If you do get a chance to have an icebreaker and talk to somebody, don't dominate the conversation. And I know I I have a tendency to take over conversations. I've gotten much better at it in my older age, but I know that listening and letting other people talk and then adding to meaningful discussion goes way better. Don't try to sell to a group. You know, if there's three or four people in a group, somebody asks you what you do, tell them what you do, but it doesn't have to, you know, there's a difference between saying I own a a graphic and video business and saying, oh man, I could do business cards, flyers. I could do motion graphics. I could do this. It's like that guy with the, with the toothbrushes and everything inside what he has. But, um, see where I was in my notes. Just got a message that threw me off. And like I said, I don't hit red right away because I'm in the middle of podcasting. Uh, all right. Poor conversation tactics we were talking about. Um, if you don't show a genuine interest, people can read right through it. So just remember that networking is about building relationships. Uh, if you're not showing an interest in what somebody else does, you might not pick up on that little thing they say that separates them from somebody else or the one thing they do unique that might come up in a conversation with somebody new. So I always ask, what did you, uh, you know, somebody says, uh, I'm at a networking group and it's something professional. I'll ask somebody what they do. If I'm at like a picnic or something, a barbecue, I'll ask, what do you do for work? And then if they say I've been doing this for 25 years, I say, that's interesting. How'd you get into it? This isn't me just playing a game. I really am interested in why people do what they do and what motivates people to be driven. So I love hearing stories of how people got started or how they found their passion or how they're still looking for their passion. But this is a genuine conversation that I'm looking to build value with them. And it comes off a lot better than constantly trying to sell what I do. So I keep the same persona, whether I'm podcasting, whether I'm at a networking event, because it's part of my brand. You know, I try to keep a consistent brand. One of the things that I did inconsistently when I first got into marketing and stuff is I was trying to be everything for everyone. I was trying to be the, you know, manager for artists and rappers and make their uh, brand as well as, you know, work for Taco Bell and corporate fast food places and make their brand. And it's like, it's, it's inconsistent. Where's your brand message and eventually fell into startups and starting having people start their businesses. I've helped brand um, probably close to a hundred businesses, putting together logos and having people go into their side hustle full time or something like that. So people know that the value I add is you can come to me with a thought and leave with a physical representation of your brand. You know, one way of inconsistent branding is like, do you guys remember when McDonald's was selling salads? Uh, I don't even know if they still do, but you don't go from being the fast and cheap fast food place selling garbage to, oh, we're the healthiest brand in America and you can get a nice chicken sandwich or a chicken salad. You know, it just didn't fit the healthy and premium brand. So at least McDonald's had a clear message of being the fast, cheap garbage, you know, and it's not terrible. People like the taste of it, I guess. So, but you know, nutrient wise, you can't argue that it's absolute trash. 
So at least they had a clear message. If you have unclear branding, it can make it difficult for people to understand, like, what do you stand for? You know, um, people throw out, they wonder, why did I go with Tony Ortiz, the designer? And although my main service is graphic design, uh, I do do motion graphics. And so I design motion graphics. I design um, whether I'm working on music or things like that. It helps with the brand of me just being a creator and creating things from scratch. So some people ask the question, what does he design? You know, I'm not an interior designer, but a lot of the same principles of design go cross between uh, different professions like interior design or uh, art, you know, color psychology goes across that sort of different stuff. But I would say that the big thing is when you get out, when you make meaningful relationships, maintain them, maintain them, you know, relationships need continuous nurturing. So following up with people, seeing what they've been up to, just, um, I remember the game, The Sims, you would make friends and you would have to call them on the phone. And if you didn't call them on the phone after a while, you'd get the same message and it would say, relationships are like plants. If you don't water them, they wilt and die. And for some reason that always stuck with me. And I'm like, who do I have to water right now? You know, who's wilting and where can I reopen the communication to get in touch with everyone? And uh, don't think for a second that just because you're posting, the algorithm is showing you to absolutely everyone. There are people that are Facebook friends with you that don't see what you're posting. And perfect example of it, you know, I was at the um, at the showcase yesterday and somebody reached out and asked somebody else, hey, so are you still making music? He said, well, don't you see it on Facebook? Are you, are you not paying attention? And it's like, no, it's not that they're not paying attention. They just, the algorithm doesn't show you everything. You can be mutual friends with somebody and you're not seeing the same feed as somebody else does. So make it a point to reach out to people via messenger or via text message or WhatsApp or whatever you can and use that tactic of going to the last person you spoke to and reopening the conversation and check it out. Um, as long as you keep to that, you won't have one-sided relationships. You won't have faltering relationships. You'll be able to really build and connect with some awesome people in the community or online, nationally, or even in other countries. You know, I've been able to do business with people well outside of the United States just by having a professional brand and representing myself that way online as well. So... I'm going to look, I'm going to do this before I check how long I've been going. I just want to shout out that I don't script or time any of my episodes. And there we are at 23 minutes. So somehow I go through and I hit about 20 minutes every week. Let's see announcements. Uh, what do we got going on? Schultze coming July 28th to the Bethlehem Wind Creek. I'm sure tickets are probably close to being sold out by now. I think July 6th, I got that date wrong. Sometime early in July, Bill Burr's coming to the PPL Center. So that's going to be super dope. Uh, Eight Town Slim dropped. Competition is Slim 3 yesterday on 610 day. So that was 
uh, definitely an experience. I listened to that front to back this morning and reached out to FaZe, let him know my thoughts on it. And um super excited for some other projects he's got coming out this year. Definitely a fan, but I will be replaying that competition as Slim 3. I just want to shout out every artist that went out and showcased. Like, it was really good music, man. It was really good music. Uh, who do we got? DJ J held it down the whole time. Uh, Don Dalla shut it down at the end of the night. There was a bunch of kids going crazy with their phones out and stuff. It was like a real moment. The way the sun came down and everything, it was like uh early night, just a beautiful summer night. Johnny Bills definitely he gets people moving, man. He had uh he had great music going on. Eric Rose, I heard him. He was the first artist that was up in sound check when I was listening to him. He could definitely move a crowd. He definitely had great crowd participation, asking them whether or not he should do a song. So that was pretty cool. Uh, Chanel Rodriguez, uh, spoken word, definitely moved me. I mean, it's hard to get up in front of people. So big shout out to anybody performs. But to do a spoken word and be as personal as she was, that definitely moved me. Uh, Call Me Vince, followed him on Spotify. A-Town Slim. Macville, I definitely played his project on Spotify from front to back this morning. Uh, Dylan Murphy, I did not get a chance to jump into his stuff, but I followed him. He had a, it's probably still in my pocket. He had uh, somebody handing out QR codes with that you could get to his music and follow everything. So that was real professional. I think it's great how these artists show up to a showcase and actually come prepared. They have their team available. They have merch. So Great day for hip-hop, great day for Allentown. This is the uh, Art of Networking and the Empower 610 Day Recap. This has been I Will Not Lose podcast, where we set out to prove everything is learned from failure. We must persevere, recognize it as one step closer to success. To support the show, visit the website shows.acast.com slash I Will Not Lose and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Share the episode link, leave a comment. Your contribution is appreciated. Thank you for listening.